The world is a beautiful but challenging place to live. And let's face it, life hits hard sometimes. So if you find your hopes and dreams and mental well-being needs a boost, you're tuned in to the right podcast. Welcome to Inspire Us with your host, Jay Paul Nadeau, a former hostage negotiator turned motivational speaker and acclaimed author of Take Control of Your Life. And now, here's your host, Jay Paul Nadeau. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inspire Us. Today, I have a man on my show who has done something so amazing. I know you're going to be completely inspired by what he's done. He started something called the Red Fred Project, in which he gives children who are facing life-threatening illnesses the opportunity to be seen differently by the world and to leave their mark behind. So without going into too much description, I've got to say that this interview gave me goosebumps. And what Dallas Graham has done is nothing short of remarkable. And so without any further delay, it is my absolute pleasure to introduce you to Dallas Graham. Dallas Graham, welcome to Inspire Us. Thank you, Paul. I'm looking to be inspired by you. So <laughs> I think it's the other way around. My listeners and I are going to be absolutely inspired by you. I read your incredible biography. You're a fun person, and, and you've got a way with words. I just love what some of the things that you've said about this. You're a 40-something, Salt Lake City, creative, interested in books, birds, stories, kindness, photography, letters, yoga, natural parks, punctuation marks, giant eggs, compassion, and it just goes on and on. Uh, and the work that you've been doing as an independent publisher working with children, but not only children, the... Uh, the Red Fred Project is something I know that is near and dear to your heart. And I would love for you to share what that's all about, because when I read it, I, I, it just it moved me. And I'm still feeling goosebumps after reading what it is that you do with these amazing children. Thank you. The Red Fred Project was inspired by the life of a 10-year-old boy whose name is Mitchell. And if you see our logo, there's a little shape of a bird with a star above. And I always say Mitchell is our North Star. He was the son of a friend of mine um, who was only 10 years old. And when I found out that he had a diagnosis called Duchenne muscular dystrophy, uh, Red Fred, who's the avian character that shows up in all of our books and whom after the project is named, Red Fred sat on my shoulder and in a kind of unusual circumstance said, Dallas, we should probably talk to him. Why don't we ask him if he could write a book for the whole world, what would he would want it to be about? And as a designer and a writer, like books aren't rocket science to me, but solving someone's diseases and curing it is rocket science and it's still rocket science for a lot of people. But that doesn't mean this little boy didn't have a great story. So we started into it and actually Mitchell died March 2nd, about eight years ago. But as soon as he died, Paul, his little life cracked my brain open and my heart open. And I saw this amazing populace on a planet who are, whom I term children who live in extraordinary circumstances. 
And that means they have rare diseases or life-threatening illnesses. And I think they have stories, really beautiful stories to share. And the books that we create with these kids are fictitious children's books, heavy in metaphor, heavy in like the imaginative space. So the child creates and wonders, and then I bring my professional skill set and produce a book. And then we high five, we have, we have book signings for these kids and we sell our books all over the world and we influence people through the imaginative lived space of these children. That is, well, that's beyond words. I'll tell you, I, I'm, I'm speechless really, and I don't usually get speechless. How beautiful is that? You are preserving a legacy for them. Really, they get to share their stories that will live on and on, and people will get to, to read their brilliance in the pages because I would imagine that they, they've got a lot to offer and if you're opening their creative side, which is beautiful, like writing a book and encouraging someone to write a book, that's, that's hard to get somebody to write books. Yeah. But are these, kids, are these kids really anxious to do it or some, are some of them a little bit reluctant? You know, most, all the kids that end up doing it, you know, there's a, we, once someone or an organization pairs me with them and we have a discovery call, all the kids want to do it. All the kids know what children's books are, right? because they've all, they're children and they know what those, that book is, that genre, but some of them have actually been more inclined to say, um, when I grow up, I want to be a writer. Some just are like, no, I just want to do it. And both of them, you know, both and the spectrum in between, I'm like, great, we can do it. You just have to provide me the stardust, which comes through a series of workshops and interviews and worksheets that I'm going to give you. It's not going to be hard, but then I'm going to take all that. And then I do the big adult stuff which I can do that, right? And um, then we, so we work together and um, then we make this really powerful echo of the essence of this person, this child in their book. Um, and again, it's a fictitious children's book that uses little bird characters in all the books. And uh, these birds teach wonderful lessons. Oh, that, and so every book kind of teaches a child a lesson and talks a little bit about uh, the child's life? No, not, well, not necessarily their child's life. I just say it's just so they have all these little bird characters and we design a specific bird character for them with a comma we've never used because all of our birds are made of commas from different typefaces. I have this whole design process and they name their bird and then they decide the cast who's in it. But then like most great stories, their, their character, their little totem, their little bird goes on a journey. And what's been fascinating to watch with all of these kids that I've worked with. They're usually, the main themes of the books are um, forgiving your friends, you know, loving your parents, um, getting along with your adopted sibling, um, you know, just being brave. Like, you know, so these, these books kind of, they teach just general, beautiful human life lessons, but through these wonderful, colorful little birds that have this fun little story. And then at the end of every book, there's two lessons, two sunshine bursts, where the child actually in their own words gives two lessons to the readers to remember every their, their beautiful life lessons. So it's, it's just a really wonderful thing. The 32 pages, you know, hardbound, and uh, we sell them on our website. 
And uh, we also get to send a royalty check for the books that get purchased because the kids work in that sense, their work, they work to make it. So it's really fun to send them um, actually royalty check and say, do whatever you want with the money. And uh, it's just, it's, it's just a really delightful thing to be involved in. But I always tell people, but you will actually never know how great it is until you read one of the books. Oh. It's, they're, they're just, they're just terrific. They're just amazing. I can't wait to get my hands on those books. Really, I do. I'm a writer myself, and what you're doing is just incredible. And and uh, you're leaving uh, something for them and for their families to cherish forever. Uh, how wonderful is that? Let me ask you then: with these children, how long would it take from the beginning of the process to the end of the process for the child? That's a great question, and thanks for asking. One of the first things that informs it is the severity of their circumstances. And that again is the, you know, a spectrum um, of each of the different kids I've worked with. Uh, due to the, the seriousness sometimes of their illness or the, the closeness of, of which we're working, we have to get it done really quickly. You know, we don't have time to send this through executives to decide somewhere, some editor to do something. And I, you know, I have a close pool of people that assist me with that. So I've done it though. We've had, I've done it within a month, month and a half. And it, it's not a drag and drop kind of thing. We actually build and illustrate, but there are some design components that now I've been so familiar with as I've been doing it for seven years. There's uh, an economy to time and process and getting it done. Plus my printers who are book, I have, we have book printers here in Salt Lake City. We have a great relationship. So they know like, they're going to turn around as fast as they can. That being said, it is pretty intense when the book starts going. It's like we're going fast to get it done. Because again, sometimes pending on the severity of the illness or the, their life circumstances, we just have to be very highly attuned and we just need to get it done. So I've done it within a month. And then sometimes the one I'm working with right now um, for my DC storyteller, um, it's taken a few months because she's also... She's had to go back and forth between the hospital a lot. She's at Johns Hopkins and she has this very rare condition. And so she's, the reality, right? Is like, they aren't always able to meet or talk or follow through. So when I'm fleshing out the, the manuscript or I need some insight, like right now we need the title of the book for her book. And we still, I'm pretty sure we're, we've nailed it, but we're trying to get in touch on Friday. But guess what? She might not be able to make it on Friday because she's, you know, her health is just like this. Right. And so I just share that because that's the realness of what's going on and the realness that sort of touches the, the project. So um, again, mo her book is mostly done, but I haven't designed the cover yet because I still don't know the title. So we, I was on with her mom just, just two days ago. She goes, I'm so sorry. It's been taking us. And I'm like, don't apologize at mm -hmm. all. She's like, we just, like, you know, what these families go through what these kids go through, the physicality of living every day, just to, just to do things, just to get here and there. I mean, to eat, to, you know, some of these children are just, it's a real haul. So mm. we have to also be very open and compassionate about deadlines, but we try to just be very efficient with everything. Does that give you an idea? 
It certainly does. Thank you very much for explaining that. And yes, um, I wouldn't have imagined it any different because every circumstance is, as you said, very different. And yeah, we, yeah when you're dealing with someone, sometimes they have good days or better days or bad days and worse days. And uh, yeah, to work that in professionally for the child and for everyone else, I, I think that's amazing. How old are these children uh, generally, Dallas? Uh, what age group of children do you do you work with? six to 17 years old wonderful wonderful yeah and so it's broad range it's a broad range oh and i would imagine the story well i mean from a six-year-old story to a 16 or 17 year old story is like amazing uh how how do you find the children or how do they find you how did that start uh, there isn't a red telephone, just so you know, and your listeners know, um, there isn't a direct line other than people can contact you through my website. But typically it's through um, sometimes healthcare professionals, uh, healthcare providers. Um, there's, there's an organization called Child's Life that exists in, it's, a child's, it's called Child's Life Program and it exists in a lot of children's hospitals and these incredible um, people actually have jobs to oversee the entire welfare of the child. So sometimes they've heard about me and, um, you know, sometimes it's just people who saw it on social media or someone else they knew. So uh, it, in a variety of ways, I always just say it's the right way whenever I, we find them. The how do we find them is the right way of how we found them. Um, and luckily there hasn't been too much of a bottleneck also of me having to say no to people. Because um, right now, the, the goal has been from the beginning is that we have a national goal of 50 books, 50 children, 50 states, 50 different book signings, 50 different extraordinary circumstances. And so we're um, per state, you know, I'm selecting a storyteller from each state. So that also helps it narrow down a, a little bit. Wonderful. And book signings must be really exciting for how I'm just trying to imagine, do you fly out to the different locations to be with the children? Yes. yes? yes. Wow. So, so whenever, whenever we start from, from the inception, I get there, I get to the city and we have a period of like a week where it's just high intensity workshopping. And we have very specific things that we're doing each day. And then sometimes local people in the city are helping me as well. Sometimes film crews come out, sometimes, have a designer or a writer that I've connected with and I want their help. Um, so then we do these very structured workshops. Once I have all that content, uh, normally I would fly them back to Salt Lake City, produce the book, get it printed, ship them back. And then when we have the book signings, I fly back and we have the most extraordinary day on the planet Earth, which is a book signing. And these children sit there Paul as authors, Ugh. not as not as children defined by their illness, right, or their disease, which happens a lot, a lot, and they've never they are not trying to do it. We're not necessarily trying to do that, but that's where they get stuck a lot. So the Red Fred Project really is seeing them in a space that they have never been seen before, and that is as an author, as a storyteller, as a contributor to their computer, to their community. You know, that's what these books are. They're con contributions. They are art. It's, it's like any of us who are creating something for others. And 
you know, many times I'll, I'll get, I, I know what people mean, like, oh, this must be great for the kid to express, to share. Yes. And do you know who else it heals? Mm-hmm. Yes. Everyone who reads it. Everyone who reads the book ends up having a, a, an epiphany. A, a, like they see the world differently now because they were brought into the world through this author and how they want to see things. So it's, it's really amazing. And, you know, we get to celebrate them with our community. And then um, I've had kids go on and talk in their communities about story making, book making, not about their diseases, but about like how to make a book. How did you do it? You know, how long did it take? Why did you talk about this? Why did you decide this topic? Why did you want to share these lessons with people? So hopefully, and I've seen it over and over, but the Bread Prep Project is trying to expand the idea and the reality of who these children are. Um, and it's just been, obviously, the more I do it, the less I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, but yet I kind of only know a few things now, but, you know, they just teach me amazing things, the kids and their families and their communities. I mean, everyone learns, everyone learns. Well, this is it. I'm thinking that you've been doing this for seven years uh, and every child leaves you with a couple of messages and a couple of tips and, and some different ideas. You must be full of knowledge now because how many authors have you worked with who have told you how, to, you know, what their world is or, or what they're thinking and, uh, and the little tips that you, you know, make sure that you get along with so-and-so get along with your parents, all that kind of stuff. I think you'd be full of knowledge uh, with these authors, these amazing authors. And I'm just imagining what a book signing would be like. You're so right. The focus is not on their disease uh, or on, on what their suffering is. It's on their creativity. And that must, for someone who I, I don't know what it would be like to be looked upon if I had a terminal illness. I don't know how people would treat me. I'm, I'm imagining I, I, I got an idea how that would be. And you really don't want people looking at you that way. And what you're doing is you're creating an opportunity for these children to be seen as, as people who are giving gifts to the community, authors. And it's kind of cool. You're an author. I'm an author. And people, you know, they, they kind of look up to authors and say, oh, you wrote a book? Wow, you did that? And as you said, this, the questions in the community, you know, how did you come up with this story? What, what was your inspiration for that? And to put the spotlight on someone that way is just absolutely, it, it just, it warms my heart. Uh, Dallas, it warms my heart what you do. It's so much because you are leaving them with the, uh, with a feeling, a sensation of accomplishment and something that will last forever in their, their family's hands and in the community's hands. And they'll make their way to libraries as well, where people will be able to take a look at these books 100 years from now and say, this was written by a child and it's so cool and look at this. Uh, I think the journey that you're on is amazing. And how it all began for you too, with the death of your uh, of of a friend's uh, child, and that bond that just exploded your head and said, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, there's something here." Uh, wow, what? I mean, I know, I know, you know exactly what I'm feeling, and I know your listeners know. All of us have had people close to us who have 
child that's been dealt some really tough cards. All of us have. And we all know what's really wonderful is that we all know that feeling. We all know the feeling of like, what do we do? Like, what can we do? Now, and in a way, there are certain things we actually can't do, you know, and, but I think that's also the, when we're in a space of true being alignment of who we are and with who other people are, you know, I, I just thank that Chris and Natalie, who are my friends who said yes about Mitchell said yes to me because I'm like, I'm not his uncle. I'm not his dad. I, you know, I hadn't seen them in 20 years, you know, but they trusted me and they know I'm an, I'm an adult who cares about children, who believes that Mitchell's 10 years on this planet are equal to my 40 something. The coefficient in front of our ages is exactly the same. And so that means whatever I've gleaned in my 40 something years, it's equal to however much he's gleaned in his 10. You know, we, we've both lived 100% of our lives, 100%. Mm -hmm. So why can't we find stories from, from these incredible people, especially if those that are living in such, you know, the physicality sometimes of life when you're under duress really does something to expand the human the human mind and spirit and so that's also why i'm really intrigued because these people these children who have gone through things that harrowing things that most of us have not gone through and yet they still persist and they are still resilient and they still go at it every day that's why i'm like i totally want to know you i totally would love to understand how you see this world because i'm pretty sure it would just expand me if I could understand a little bit how you view things. How did you make that decision? How do you stay resilient? What do you tell yourself when you're in the hospital and the pain is breaking windows inside of you? How do you do it? And then they tell me, I'm like, great, let's put that out into the world. Let's let other people read that. How great is that? Like, how great is that? that we can influence and share that kind of messaging. I absolutely love what you just said. And it's just so true. Um, I, I don't know if you can do this, but um, can you describe what it's like when you hand the child <laughs> their book for the first time? Oh yeah. I mean, I just want to swallow the sun and, swim thousands of miles just with two hands and scream up and down and grow a lion's tail and just roar for them. Um, because I love to see them seeing they've done something big. And you know, when we get to witness excellence in others, when we get to see that shine so beautifully on them, and they come through some, some really hard work and they, they see something they've accomplished, you know, that's just, it's, it's, it's a rewarding day for me to be alive. I'm so grateful to be alive. I feel so deeply grateful to be a, been a part of it, of course, but mostly it's just like awe and like, yes, for the human spirit. And, you know, we can do more things, you know, that's what it feels like. It reminds like we can do really cool things together, all yeah. sorts of we can we can do all sorts of problem solving together um if from from different points of view if we come together different age groups different interest groups but if you come together and use your use your best self to figure things out together 
there's so many more magical things we could discover together and make together. So, you know, I see when I get to see that, it's like the best. It's the best. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I would, I, I do want to take a shot of it and put it in everyone's arms. And most of the people who come to the book signings, you get to see that. They leave with an epiphany. They leave going, I have never seen this. They're like, I've never felt these feelings I'm feeling watching this happen. And then they hear the child read the book to them and answer questions. I mean, it's just like, boom. Oh, yeah. Those explosions are going off right now. We're just like, we're always like, please come to these book signings because I promise you're going to walk away going, oh my gosh, you're going to walk away going like, what can I do? How can I help someone? How can I use my skill set to like improve the world? How can I, because, and it's not just me. It's like, I have to do it with someone else. I can't solve everything, but I'm not solving everything by myself. I'm figuring some, out some really cool stuff with a bunch of cool kids. Like we're coming together and figuring things out. Yeah, what a great feeling that must be. And, and, and for the child and for everyone who witnesses this beautiful moment of, of you know, hey, this is an author sharing their story. It's not a sick child, it's an author. And may yeah. I ask you a question? Would you sign my book? You know, all those things that go along with being an author makes you feel like a million bucks when you have a a published book. And if you get to talk about it, wow, what a bonus. We as adults, we feel that like people say, oh, you're a published author. But for a child who is suffering, you know, know, a disease, a terminal disease or, or circumstances that we can't possibly understand completely. But for them to leave that and just become that author. And and the person under the spotlight, how beautiful is that? I just, I get a warm feeling every time I'm thinking about it. Are you in Canada? Are you doing any work in Canada? I'm in Canada. I'm going, I'm going to, because I feel like I have a friend now who's interviewing me and I think we should do something together up there. So uh, yeah, I've actually, I've been approached by um, internationally, um, actually Brazil, uh, Canada, Japan, it's just uh, at this this point, we're trying to get to a space where we can do that. But you know what? I definitely want more people to have the experiences I'm doing. So one of the things I've been doing is structuring the organization so that eventually, we actually did it in Utah a couple of years ago. I trained a bunch of professionals. So each team had a designer, a writer, a photographer, a videographer, and a fundraiser. And all those adults were professional skill set level, not, not just like dabblers. They were all really like professional level. And so then, because that's what, that's the frequency that we're vibrating on. I'm like, no, this is, if you get involved, it's not time for you to like try to become a good writer or no, it's like, no, you got to learn how to write and you got to go fast. Right. So um, what I hope to do is to go to other areas, different countries and train teams, people um, to then go do it because I want other people have this experience yes and there's more people like me like you i mean there's like writers everywhere there's designers everywhere there's photographers everywhere there's people if they can't do that they can raise money you know it's like so it's it's a very can do and that's what i'm interested in i want you to do some if you're going to work with me i want to know what you can do really really well that's what i want you to do yeah and that's your if that's your skill set or talent, that's what I want you to do. So I would, and you know, you and I can talk offline and talk about potential of Red Fred coming up to Canada. Um, you know, we have a, a good fellowship all over, but uh, yeah, I always like to just say, let's just keep dreaming and 
especially if people have interest in people skilled like yourself or other people like your listeners who may be listening. Yeah, I'd love to continue our conversation offline and to see where this goes. And sir, oh, Dallas, man, you've just warmed. (laughs) Everybody who is listening to this podcast now is feeling that warmth and imagining what it would be like. Thank you so much, number one, for your contribution to, to all those children, for all the wonderful work that you're doing. You are a saint, sir, and um, people love you and just your energy. It, it's coming across. So you're so you're excited and, and we feel it. And it's just it's just a beautiful thing. How can people get a hold of you? How can they purchase these books? Where's the website? Great, great, great. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Redfordproject.com, redfredproject.com. And then you could go to redfredproject.com slash shop slash about. Um, you can just dabble in. You can look at, read profiles of all of our kids. Some of them have mini documentaries that film crews that documented it, which is pretty amazing. Um, we're on social media platforms, of course, mostly, um, mostly Instagram at Red Fred Project. Um, those have links and profiles of the kids and artwork from the books and sayings and lessons and all this kind of beautiful stuff. So that's um, where we're mostly and on Facebook. Um, but yeah, if you want to be really delighted and enlightened, you need to really purchase a book. Um, and again, these books, uh, through the purchases of those, we take proceeds of that and get to send the kids royalty checks. So it's just a beautiful amplifier. Everyone wins. Everyone uh, comes away better. Yeah. For all of my listeners out here, I'm sure that you've been as touched by this podcast as I have and about this man's work and all these wonderful children that he's talking about. So go to that website and buy books as gifts, buy them for yourself, uh, buy them for your school libraries, buy them for whatever, and just share in this miracle of, of giving back and giving something. And thank you so much, Dallas. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, sir. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another insightful episode. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave your comments. For more information, check out our website at www.inspireus.ca. Remember, it's not what happens to us that matters most. It's how we respond to what happens to us that does. Stay strong and resilient.